Hello, hello. This is Yuri Margolin with Moving Sales Professionals and Let's Talk Moving Podcast. And with me today, I have Tanya Green, a regional sales manager for Nashville, state of Alabama, Florida Panhandle, and the city of New Orleans for Coleman Worldwide Moving. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. Today is another beautiful day in paradise. A little sunshine in Maryland here. But uh, once yep. again, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, Tanya, mm -hmm. so you've been in industry for a while. And how did you get started? Um, I got started in the moving industry when I joined the Air Force. Um, so um, I went in open admin. And basically, that just means that you have no idea what your job is going to be. They'll let you know when it gets to that point. And I was put in um, my first base was at uh, Elmendorf in Anchorage, Alaska, and I was um, put into TMO, the third logistics readiness squadron, and so that's kind of, you know, well, it is how I got my start in the industry, so I worked um, two years in freight in the Air Force, In my last two years um, that I was in, I worked in household goods. Okay, awesome, and once again, thank you for your service. We really appreciate that, mm -hmm. of course. Okay, great. So starting the Air Force, okay. And what brought you to Coleman? Well, I um, actually, I was in Anchorage. I got out um, of the Air Force after my four years, and I started working for an agent in Anchorage. I stayed there for about a year, but I'm from the South. And so you can imagine like Anchorage, the snow, the weather, it's completely different. Um, sure. And so I started like getting a little homesick, and I went online and started looking for jobs, and I found a consultant position in Huntsville, Alabama. And so um, I applied for the position, I got it, and I relocated back to um, Huntsville, Alabama, which is about an hour north from where I'm originally from. So that's how I got started um, with Coleman. And um, since I've been with them in this position, you know, I've worked with them as a consultant in Huntsville, uh, Fort Walton Beach, all along the Panhandle, uh, Pensacola, Mobile, Alabama, and I'm currently in Panama City. Um, but I worked as a consultant for them from 2006, I want to say, is when I started, and then all the way up until 2018 um, is when I became a regional sales manager for the company and started working over the regions that you had mentioned a while ago. So that that's awesome. Of course, in the South, you don't have to use uh, huskies to deliver goods, so that's great. Mm -hmm. But that would be more of an Anchorage and Alaska in general, especially winter time, right? So it's mm -hmm. it's quite beautiful this time of year, I hear. I haven't been, but oh, yeah. one day, one day. Um, okay, so what do you feel are your biggest challenges in the industry? Um, and now for a quick message from our sponsors. For a limited time only, we have partnered with an SEO and marketing company with discounted rates for their services. Schedule an appointment via Calendly link below to learn more. Thank you. And now getting back to the podcast. Biggest challenges um, as a sales manager. Um, the biggest challenges would be, you know, um, you just have to stay motivated and stay on top of everything with your team, communicate with them consistently, you know, work with them um, the, through their triumphs and, uh, you know, the times when they lose the moves, uh, just keep them well-rounded and just going at it, you know, not to nothing, you know, just um, stay keeping their momentum. Um, so, I mean, it's always a challenge, but it's a fun challenge. You know, I enjoy working with them and um, watching them just 
seeing them the times that they're, you know, when they succeed and being able to um, feel that, you know, success with them and to cheer them on. So the, the challenges, I guess, to circle back would be the times when it's tough, you know, when it's uh, peak season and we're fighting with capacity or, you know, um, when we're coming out of peak season and it starts to be more competitive price-wise. And so you always just have to constantly be hands-on with them um, to give them guidance if they're not able to close a move, um, look at their estimates with them, find out what we can do, you know, to earn the customer's business. So it's just constant. Um, those are challenges, you know, just rolling along with the different seasons um, that we have throughout the industry. Okay, so you're not kindred souls in that regard with me running a call center, basically the same thing. I have to focus on motivation, peak season versus things slowing down like they are right now, obviously. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, you obviously, Coleman, you guys are a bit much bigger company than a lot of the clients that I have. They're a little smaller. Uh, but uh, you guys having, I'm assuming, the same challenges that we are having with the smaller movers is that there's just not as much inventory frankly not as many people are moving things are slowing down the housing market mm -hmm. is definitely affecting things would you say that that's the same things that you are guys are feeling especially being bigger and seeing it more across a much wider base whether it's a speci uh, your specific region or otherwise yeah absolutely we notice when we have changes in the market like that with the housing market um the economy um elections everything you know that we do um that we go through like that, it impacts us. And so we just have to stay on our toes and be constant um, with what we're doing, be consistent so that we're able to handle those. And and um, I guess over the years, it kind of every year, you know, kind of the same routine, we're gonna have the ups and downs, but you just have to um, stay consistent, you know, with your team to help them overcome um, the challenges that we face throughout the year. Uh, would you say it's different this year than the years past? I mean, what, what what's your feeling overall? And now for a quick message from our sponsors. If you're a moving business owner, you may have already heard of Moversville, an email marketing service that helps moving companies increase, repeat, and referral business. But have you heard of Moversville Connect? Moversville Connect is an incredible resource for all things moving. They feature an array of vendors and services that cater specifically to the moving industry. You can find companies that provide moving software, moving sales services, marketing services, moving equipment providers, and much, much more. Visit Moversville.com to learn more. Overall, you know, I would say there's always a little bit, uh, I mean, there's, going to be differences every year, but it's not really anything that, you know, we haven't done before that we haven't faced. I mean, we, we run into challenges um, periodically without it being just like this year, for example, like it's a housing market. So the housing market's been slow before, but it's going to come back, you know. Um, we just have to learn how to adjust and to adapt, like with our pricing, um, what we're presenting to the customers, you know, we, we've got to know when we need to come in when we can come in more aggressive and when we um, need to back off a little with our pricing. Okay. Can you give me an example of a specific situation mm. that you feel was, you know, would be a good example of how you would handle something like that, especially with the current, everything going on. Obviously everybody's worried about it. Everybody's worried what the season is going to off season is going to look like. I mean, it's been a, for some people more, for some people less, but overall it's been a mild summer. It wasn't like mm -hmm. hopping like we're used to, that's for sure. 
So as a sales manager, um, when we have, you know, give, to give you an example, I mean, let's just say that we have a consultant go out into the field, they go out and they present the process to the customer. And I'm not sure if this is where you're going. And if it's not, you can uh, lead me back in a different direction. But mm -hmm. they go out into the field and they have pricing objections um, with someone. And we have a competitor who's come in last. You know, what I'm going to, of course, encourage them to do is let the, um, have the consultants let the customer know that we're willing to be competitive. Um, we would um, like to compare apples to apples. You know, and um, if they're more comfortable using us than they are one of our competitors, give us the opportunity to price match. Um, we want to go over every aspect of the estimate with them and explain in detail what that entails, what they need, uh, what are their needs versus what our recommendations are, and how can we meet them in the middle. Um, if we have quoted them with a full pack, if that's what they originally wanted, then we're going to go back in if they have objections on pricing, and we're going to talk to that customer about the best ways that they can perform their own packing and how they can um, PBO pack their own boxes, you know, and we're going to give them the guidance on what our expectations would be in the drivers if they do show up at residence and those boxes are packed by the owner. Um, so we're just going to, we just, it's a case by case basis every day, you know, in the field with the consultants with what they're seeing out there and what they bring back to me. But I just encourage all of my consultants anytime that they um, have obstacles like that in the field just to get with me immediately. Um, and let's look at it together to see what we can do to earn the business. Right. And of, of course, as always, uh, the, the communication is the key. And I always say that as well. So, yeah, I mean, it, it is case by case scenario at the at the end of the day, especially now, all people that we're faced with that are looking for a move, they they all have same issues, whether it's financial concern or otherwise. So you have to find basically the, the match point where the price and the level of service and things like that are are matching what they're looking for versus what they're getting versus the com competitive quotes and things like that. You gotta, you know, I always try to teach my sales reps to get the quote from the other company in writing so you yep. can really dig into the language because that's where where that's where the meat is because uh, sometimes they talk oh exactly. i got this price but this price doesn't include this this and this but if you don't read the language you won't know that it's like you really yes absolutely you got to be a contractual lawyer to a degree when you're looking into that yes. without having a lot of grief. yeah yeah if you have to be able to get that estimate uh, from the customer if we can sometimes customers don't feel comfortable doing that and we understand but if we can get it from them a lot of times we're able to point out and say well hey uh, we had quoted you with a full coverage, zero deductible. You've got basic liability from this guy. So we'll, we'll be more than happy to move you to basic liability. But here are the uh, repercussions if you decide right, to go to that. You know, you know what's going to happen. So we're, we're, we quoted you with a full coverage, zero deductible, because we're trying to take care of you and make sure that um, should you have any damages that you're going to be able to get things, you know, replaced. So we're going to look for anything that we can on our competitor's estimate. Maybe that competitor gave a non-binding quote, but the language, like you just said, is hard sometimes for a, a consumer to understand. And so once you get someone with experience and we're able to look at what that competitor has provided to them, if it's non-binding and we've offered a guarantee with a rate reduction, well, obviously that's a plus or a bonus for us, you know. So we're going to make sure that we point out those key elements on the estimate to, to our customers. Yeah. One of the things that I, I always find, I always use all the time, it's 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 always, it, packing always comes up. And it's always funny how 
there's plenty of companies out there that play around with language and use the language packing services are included, but not all packing services are created equal because in one case, packing services and including means the packing services included, but the materials are not. So that, that's right. one of the things that when they, when they're, especially when they're, when packing is what they want, that's one thing that I focus on firsthand when I see that, because the right language is packing services and packing materials are included because yes. that's what they're yes. looking for. Yes. And another key thing um, on these, on our competitive, you know, estimates is a lot of times you'll get a, an estimate back from a customer, from a competitor, and maybe we have quoted them with third party for glass tabletops or their, you know, front load washer. And we'll see that it's not on the other person's quote or our competitor's mm -hmm. quote. So, I mean, there's so many things. And it's, like I said earlier, case-by-case -case basis. You, you just never know what you're going to get when you get that back. So. Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, you definitely want to make sure you get things in writing so you can take a look at stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. th th thank, you for, thank you for chiming in on that. I appreciate that. Now, I always have to ask this. So, as a woman in the moving industry, what would be some of the difficulties that you face or you have faced as you were making your way to the current juncture so i've been um in the industry now for 20 you know plus years so um <clears throat> i guess especially when you're starting out you don't have experience sometimes uh in a male-dominated industry it seems like you have to work harder to prove yourself and to learn the language and to learn the job and to you know um validate i guess self-validate you know where you're at but you know over time with the time and experience uh you know i'm proud to be a woman um working in this industry it is a male dominated industry but you know now when i walk in the room i don't worry about oh my goodness i'm maybe one of x amount of women in here and there's you know three times as many men i just walk in the my in the room with my head and my shoulders up you know just like everybody else at this point because you have to be confident in what you're doing and once you can reach to you know that level of confidence in your job and people know that you care about what you do, you're passionate, you care about your people, then you're going to be respected regardless if you're a woman in a male-dominated industry or vice versa if the roles were reversed. So, um, I agree. I think in general, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, respect needs to be earned by your mm -hmm. actions, by your treatment of other people, by professionalism. Yeah. I think that that's important no matter who you are, men or men yeah. or women. Now, uh, what would you what your advice would be for women that are looking into getting into the industry with that? that I'm assuming I mean, it, would, it would be along the same lines. Right. But maybe something. Different. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, you just have to roll up your sleeve. You got to get in there with the guys. Don't look at it like, well, you kind of just like what I said. If, you know, you're a woman and it's a male dominated industry and you were interested in getting in there, you're just going to have to jump in, roll up your sleeves and you're going to have to. Um, work along with uh, everybody else, I say like, as a team, you know, we, you have to look at it as like a team and you want to learn and grow it. So it's really up to that individual and how bad they want it and how hard they work and the passion that they put in. I mean, they, you, if you're going to do it, you just have to do it. Um, I'm just one of those kind of people, you just have to do it if you're going to do it. And so I would just say, if you're going to do it, you know, just roll up your sleeves and jump in, you know, jump in and do the hard work, um, gain the respect. Uh, let people know how passionate you are. 
you know, and that you care about what you do. And I mean, once you have all of those things, everything else is going to uh, fall in place. Continue to educate yourself. Um, that's one thing. Even, you know, to sit back as a sales manager now, and I work um, of a team of like 14 consultants um, that I have right now. And I really knew a lot when I started this job, but to stand on the backside and to be able to work with such a large diverse group, you know, over the areas um, that I do, I have learned so much more as a sales manager to be, you know, working with all of these different personalities and the different markets and the different things that they face. And um, you can never think that you know it all, you know, because then, you know, we, as you work in this industry, there's things that come across, you know, your desk and it could be something that even if you have 20 years experience, you've never seen or heard before. You've never been asked that. And so it's just always something new. And that's part of what makes this industry fun. Um, it's a very fun industry because it's constantly changing. You know, it keeps you on Absolutely. your toes. It's something different every day. So you either Absolutely. love it or you hate it. And it just, it grows on you. And uh, I'm one of those people that it's kind of just stuck on me. So. Yeah, it's a, I would say the same thing. I mean, I never, I used to say for the longest time until I opened this place, I used to say for the longest time that I hate sales, but I'm very good at it. At this yeah, point, I yeah. can, if you asked me about that, you know, 10 years ago, that's what I would have said. But to this day, it I mean, I, so I love what fun. I do. I love the sales. I yeah. love the industry. And I'm certainly, you know, especially with doing this podcast, honestly, I've learned that I know a lot more about the industry than I thought I would, because the conversations mm -hmm. that I have, I feel that no matter if I'm talking to an owner or a CEO that's been a moving in the moving industry, big company and been doing it for 40 years, or if somebody that's just got in, I feel like I'm on the same level. I have the information, but of course uh, I 100% agree with you. There's you, you need to roll up your sleeve. You need to be, I mean, this industry is very, very blue collar in a sense that you mm -hmm. need to be able to work and that's how yes. you prove yourself man, woman, child, but hopefully not child, but uh, in, in yeah, general, yeah. you know, you want to be ready to do the work. And uh, that's how you gain the trust of people that are around you. That's how you gain the respect of other industry professionals in terms of being able to roll up your sleep and go to work. It's a, it's important. Yeah. And uh, it, it is fun. There's definitely, I, I like the fact that you need to be you have to be a multitasker, a hundred percent. You need to be able to yes. like, it It definitely does keep you on your toes and you need to be able to shift gears sometimes, on the, you know, second notice. And it's, uh, it, it is rewarding because it's fun when you're, you're faced with a very difficult move sometimes and you have to, you know, change things quickly to make things, uh, to make things work and adjust. So that's, I think that that's, yeah. a, that's very important. Yes, uh, you nail on the head as a sales manager. When when I uh, have someone that I'm interviewing, I always tell them part of this job, um, being a consultant, is um, something that makes you really good that you have to have is that ability to multitask because you're going to have new leads coming in, appointments scheduled. You've got to call confirm the appointments. You've got to you've got to be following up with your old leads. You're going to be you know, at the in the checkout line of the grocery store, and you've got a customer, you see the customer calling you on the phone, um, and you need to take that call. So I mean, it's just constant, constant. Yep. Uh, but that's part of what makes it fun. And like you said, with it being blue collar, definitely is, you really just have to be tough, you know, this, uh, working out in, in this industry, in this field, uh, it's a lot of fun. 
Yeah, absolutely. So uh, once again, thank you very much for joining us. This has been fun. And uh, hopefully we'll connect at some point again. And uh, once again, Tanya, thank you so much. And as I always say, the world moves on its own. So let the professionals move yours for you. Thank you for joining Let's Talk Movie podcast. And we'll see you all soon. Thanks for having me. Thank you.